Welcome to the Wichita Catholic Podcast. Today I sit down with Wendy Glick to talk about Catholic Charities Program Adult Day Services. Enjoy. Thank you, Wendy. It's wonderful to sit down with you. You are the Executive Director of Catholic Charities, is that correct? That is my title. Yeah, right. that's what's on my job description. All right. And how long have you been with Catholic Charities? So I've actually worked for the diocese for 20 years, 21 years. Um, I started at Catholic Charities in 1998. Uh, a lot of people don't know that and know I've been around that long. Um, I started off as their very first volunteer coordinator. So I was hired to come on and organize the volunteer program, put some standards to it, uh, put in background checks and all the screening. That was before Viratus. Um, and so served in that role for four and a half years. Then I left Catholic Charities and went to the Lord's Diner, which is not a program of Catholic Charities. A lot of people think that, but it's under the diocesan umbrella. Uh, and was there for about 10 years, first as the volunteer coordinator and then as the executive director of the Lord's Diner. Uh, left there in 2011, came back to Catholic Charities uh, as the director of development. So I was in charge of fundraising for the first number of years that I had returned to Catholic Charities and three and a half years ago moved into the executive director role. So I still do uh, about 30% of my time spent on fundraising, um, but the rest is spent on just uh, charting a vision and a future for the organization, um, assembling a team that aligns with that vision and can implement things to make that vision and, and our mission come to life. Um, and then I get to do things like HR and I do a fair amount of, you know, the grunt work as well because I believe that uh, I, I can't ask somebody else to do the things I'm not willing to do myself. So you'll see me picking up trash and cleaning bathrooms and if it needs to be done, that's all in my job description. All right. So what are some of the, what are the programs that are under yeah. Catholic Charities? Yeah, so we call Catholic Charities the social service arm of the diocese. We've been around for 76 years, um, started in 1943, and some of the early programs were adoption as well as immigration services. Um, but we've evolved over those 76 years. Programs have come and gone based on community need. Currently, we have 13 programs. Um, we divide those programs kind of in two categories. We have the programs that are more um, dependent upon philanthropic dollars, and those are our Daily Bread Food Pantry, St. Anthony Family Shelter, Harbor House. Uh, we also have a program in Southeast Kansas that provides rent and utility assistance to prevent homelessness in the Pittsburgh, Crawford County, Cherokee County, the, the areas down there. Um, and then some support programs within those philanthropic type funded programs, such as serving veterans, uh, outreach to serve domestic violence victims and, and things like that. And then on the other side of the organization, we have what we call fee-for-service programs. So we have three of those. Um, we have immigration services, so we help undocumented immigrants who are in this country get their legal documentation. Uh, it's actually a mini legal law office. Uh, we're certified through the national organization called Catholic Charities USA Clinic, which is an acronym about legal immigration network. 
um, and were able to offer immigration services in getting those documentations at a much more affordable rate than a private attorney would be. Um, some of our fees for some of the, the ongoing filings that need to be done can be anywhere from $250 to $500. Those same services that a, a private attorney may run between $2,000 and $6,000. So um, we're able to do things much more affordably. Um, we also have a counseling program called Cana Counseling. A lot of folks think that's an acronym for something, but actually Bishop Jekyll's named um, our counseling program that because he wanted our focus to be on marriage and family counseling. So the wedding feast at Cana yeah. was the, the um, scripture that inspired him to come up with that name for that program. And um, it's a small program, but we have Catholic, licensed Catholic uh, therapists and counselors that provide marriage and, and relationship counseling. Um, and then our other program, which we're going to talk a lot about today, is our Adult Day Services Program. Uh, and it is a program, a daycare program, for adults with disabilities and for seniors who are either in the early stages of Alzheimer's or dementia or possibly um, they just are being cared for by a loved one. Uh, being kept at home out of a nursing home kind of institution. Um, but those loved ones that are caring for them need to go to work during the day, need to run errands, those kinds of things. And so their senior will come to uh, adult day services and hang out for the day. Um, and as I said, that's a fee-for-service program. We offer it on a sliding fee scale, much like immigration. It's, it's based on what you can afford to pay. Uh, and we have some grants and some support from United Way that help make up the difference in providing that funding to have that, that program operate. But it's a program that, unless you have a loved one um, that needs those services, you probably aren't aware that Catholic Charities provides those kinds of opportunities. Um, we've actually been operating adult day services since 1975. And it started off here in the St. Joseph Pastoral Center, which then was called Cathedral High School, in a couple of the classrooms. Um, it then moved to St. Peter Claver facility for a number of years. And currently it's located at 5920 West Central with a small satellite location about eight-tenths of a mile up the street. And we've been there since the year 2000. So, um, again, that's a program that... If you don't need it, um, you probably aren't aware of it. You've probably, if you're a Westsider, driven by the facility thousands of times, never really realizing the kinds of services that go on inside that building. Yeah. And one of the reasons I want to sit down and talk, uh -huh. talk about adult day services, because I know you guys are planning a, yeah. uh, an upgrade, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, do you know kind of maybe the reason adult day services came about? Was there... I mean, certainly there's a need out there, but why it started in 75? I, I really don't, um, although I've been here a long time. Um, I, I wasn't here for the origin of that. I know that um, Catholic Charities is part of a larger network in not only the United States, but in the world that provides um, charitable works of mercy to the most vulnerable populations. Um, I know there are other Catholic charities across the country, and in total, there's 161 Catholic charities in the U.S. 
Um, each one's a little different based on what the needs of their community is. Um, but I do know that there are other Catholic charities across the U.S. that have similar type programs that serve persons with disabilities, particularly adults with disabilities. Um, there tends to be a lot of programs that serve children with disabilities, uh, probably not as many as there needs to be, but certainly those are more frequent and more popular than, than programs like our adult daycare facility um, across the country. So I would say there, there must have been a need out there because sure. everything that Catholic Charities does, we do a needs assessment before we get into it to see if it's, if it's really an unmet need, if there's a demand for it. Um, we don't like to get into things and recreate the wheel if somebody else is already doing it. So um, there are similar programs in the Wichita area. Um, some may be familiar with Starkey or with Catch. Um, those are, are programs that also serve adults with disabilities, but they tend to be a higher functioning uh, population than what we serve at Adult Day Services. Ours tend to have greater um, care needs. Um, many of them um, need to be fed, um, need assistance with toileting, um, just cannot actively participate in a program like at Starkey where they're actually doing some sort of job in order to okay. um, generate some sort of income for the organization. Yeah. So the you kind of mentioned it briefly, but um, the clients you serve, mm -hmm. um, what kind of disabilities intellectual and physical and absolutely yeah. we we have I would say probably a third of the population that we serve do need some sort of apparatus in order to be mobile whether it's a wheelchair a walker um, those tall standing walkers um, we have a have a lot of equipment around there that the clients come to um, ADS with that we have to make space for and accommodate and, and those kinds of things. Several of the clients um, need to be tube fed. Um, some of them have swallowing issues. Um, really the focus of adult day services is, is to provide them enrichment activities and one of the things that every um, classroom, they're divided up into classrooms, does is do two outings a week where they go out and work um, or experience the community, whether they go to Botanica or the park or um, an annual trip is to the state fair. Right. Um, they like to go out to dinner or out to lunch. They'll go out to the Dollar General and go shopping. Um, but whenever we're taking the clients out into the field, so to speak, or the community, uh, if they have those kinds of needs as far as eating, I mean, we take blenders with us, and oh, wow. if they're going to eat at Brahms, they get to order Brahms too. We just put it in the magic bullet and and grind That's it great. down and allow everybody to to participate in the events. So that kind of gives you a flavor of of some of the high needs that that our clients have, um, and that means we have to have all the equipment as well. Um, we have uh, five buses that take the folks out as well as two vans um, and they all have to be handicapped accessible yeah. and all of them can accommodate wheelchairs and have lifts on them and things like that. So um, it's, it's a, a program that requires a lot of resources in order to be able to, to offer the services. That requires a pretty trained staff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What kind of, uh, what's the... Maybe even the ratio for staff to, to client and yeah. their training level is probably pretty 
pretty high maybe? I, I'm going to leave that actual number to the experts and, and I can get you that. Um, on the senior side, uh, our licensing requires a specific ratio uh, of staff to clients uh, as well as a certain amount of square footage per person. Oh. Um, so I'm not really sure what that ratio is, um, but it is that and we get inspected on a regular basis to ensure that we have that. Um, the senior population, we also have to have a nurse on staff. Um, she is there to deliver medications, um, not only to the senior population, but to everybody. Um, some of the adults with intellectual disabilities suffer from seizures, um, so they, they have a lot of medication that they take in order to, to accommodate and prevent those kinds of things too. So on, on that side there's a ratio, but also on the other side, we'll never have a classroom which may have anywhere from five to 15 participants in it um, with just one single staff person. We'll have a minimum of two and usually more. Yeah. Um, so uh, it, again, it's highly structured. We need to have all eyes and all hands on the activities that are going on because um, things happen. It's, it's a challenging population to serve, but um, the, the staff that we do hire are certified CNAs or CMAs as well, so they've gone through training. Um, in order to, to meet the needs of, of that population. And we do a very involved onboarding or orientation process as well with everybody. So, What's, what's a normal day look like at yeah. birthday services? So it opens up at 7.30. Um, everybody comes in basically the same door. The drop-off door and the pickup door is the same door. And they start off their day in the cafeteria. Um, everybody receives breakfast when they arrive. Um, so they enjoy their breakfast and then they go off to their classroom. So most of the clients and the clients' families um, refer to adult day services as either going to school or going to work. Um, so it's, it's not a daycare. It's, yeah. it's, it, they have purpose and it's a place for them to go. So after breakfast, they'll go into their program room. And um, the other thing that's unique about adult day is that the, each individual program room plans their activities for the week. So they sit down with the staff person that works or people that work in that room and they decide, okay, this week we're going to start our day with reading the news and then we want to watch a movie and they like a lot of um, kind of old time shows, westerns and you know, um, cartoons and I Love Lucy and things like that. And um, we don't do a lot of TV watching because they're really there to um, to be involved in activities. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes there's a little break in the day in order to, to sit and, and just watch um, an activity or, or something on the television. Um, they do a lot of arts and crafts. Uh, we're always seeking donations of arts and crafts material because um, they'll make pictures, they'll color things, they'll paint things. Um, I know when I get done with my magazines, I take magazines over there because they'll make collages oh, yeah. and cut things out of magazines. And um, we do a lot of theme-focused uh, parties as well. So maybe they'll be working on um, a, a party activity such as a pumpkin decorating contest or we have cake, cupcake wars or different things like that. So that might be the mid-morning activity. 
Um, then they have lunch, so they go back to the cafeteria. We have to do it in stages because our current facility is very small. So they can only accommodate, uh, you know, anywhere between 20 and 30 in the, in the uh, dining room at a time, depending upon if they're in a wheelchair or have a walker or whatever. And then uh, after lunch is usually when they go on outings. So if you come by and visit, people are welcome to come by and visit anytime. Um, sometimes when you go there in the afternoons, there's not a whole lot of people around because they're out in the community doing things or um, we have an agreement with the YMCA. They can go to the Y and swim. Right. Uh, we take a lot of advantage of those splash pads in the different public parks and we go out and do that. Um, Another thing that we try to do is not just go out and experience the community, but also give back to the community. Um, so, for instance, um, they decorate rocks, and then they go out into the community, particularly in the parks, and they hide these rocks, ah. and they have adult day services at Catholic Charities, and, and you know, take a picture of this and post it on Facebook, and we'll get postings of our rocks that we've decorated from all over the country. They make it all over, oh, wow. all over the place, yeah. Huh. Um, we've had them be found in Texas and in New Mexico oh and in Missouri, and, and so people pick them up at the different parks and, and take them different places as well. Um, one of the ways that we give back, uh, we do a, a lot of visiting to the Humane Society, um, as well as Beauties and Beasts, which is another pet um, survival kind of adoption program. We make dog biscuits um, at Adult Day Services, and then they donate those to the to those different um, humane societies and, and um, shelters for animals. So. Yeah, it's really trying to integrate and, and, as I said, trying to enrich the lives of those who attend. Yeah. Is that open to uh, anybody from the community? They don't Absolutely. They don't yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's one of the maybe misconceptions because we're called Catholic Charities. A lot of people think if you're not Catholic, you can't get services from us. You can't work here, you know, unless you're Catholic. And nothing could be further from the truth. Um, we take annual statistics, and the 80-20 rule has played out here as long as I can remember, and that is 80% of those that we serve are not Catholic, and 80% of those that work here are also not Catholic, and that certainly is true at adult day services. Um, the majority of the clients come from all kinds of faith denominations and, and beliefs. And um, again, we, we at Catholic Charities serve because of our beliefs and because Scripture tells us it's what we should do. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't matter what others' beliefs are. We're here to serve. Is, is there any kind of element of, of like prayer in the, the day of adult day services or... Yeah, we always pray, pray before meals, and um, sometimes it's the traditional Catholic prayer before meals. Sometimes it's just bless this food, bless the cook, you know, something just very simple. So um, we integrate that. Um, some of the outings that we do may be to different churches. I know one of the give back projects that we do is we clean one of the, the churches as well. And they go in and dust the pews and, you know, pick up trash off the floor and different things like that. So um, certainly there is a faith component. Um, it's by choice. It's not forced on anybody. Um, but the most important thing is that 
uh, all of our staff, regardless of their faith, um, show kindness and respect and dignity to those that we serve. What's the community or like friendship like between the clients? I mean, do they, they probably form pretty strong friendships. They and, do. They do. It's it's huge. Um, we found over the years, again, since we've been doing this since 1975, that the two different populations really get along well with one another, the seniors and, and the adults with disabilities. Often the adults with disabilities are almost childlike in, in some of their um, joy about life, and, um, and the seniors... Um, who often may become with some issues of depression or isolation, and that's why their family members want them to come to a program like ours. Um, can that joy can be infectious if, if, if when they come together? Um, that's one of the things that we're really striving to improve upon in the new facility. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, the cafeteria is so small that we have to do it in shifts. Um, there's not a lot of time or space where we can bring everyone together in one room. Um, the new facility that we've identified and purchased uh, and need to raise money for in order to renovate uh, will allow us to bring everybody together at one time. And that's really going to be a, a wonderful experience. Um, four years ago, when we officially outgrew the one location that we were in so we were at capacity we couldn't take any new clients in we went eight tenths of a mile up the street and renovated a part of a shopping center and operate now a satellite location there that has between 30 and 40 clients there and it it really was hard on them because we had to separate some that right. would see each other you know yeah. a couple of times a day and now they're in two very distinct physically different um, buildings and and so i think they're all looking forward to being back in one place together so that they can interact um, there are boyfriend and girlfriend kind of relationships um, there are mother-daughter kinds of relationships between the seniors and, and the adults with disabilities. So um, that that's going to be one of the huge benefits, to be able to get them all back together again. Yeah. Your yeah. jump into that, that, this project. The, sure. Uh, you've already purchased a new space. Right. And what are... Guess, what, were, what were some of the limitations you had? You already mentioned space right. and cafeteria and mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And then what are you going to... Uh, what are you looking for? What are you going to gain with the new place? Yeah. The, there are so many things that we're going to gain. We're so excited about it. Um, first off is green space. We have no green space whatsoever. Um, you mean like outdoor, yeah, outdoor and, yeah, okay. recreational space, yeah. yeah. We have a little kind of picnic area at the current uh, main location that has four picnic tables, but they're on a concrete slab. There's no grass around. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's no opportunity to really do any outside exercise programs or just get out and enjoy the sunshine Um, there's parking lots on both sides of the building and a great big fence on the back Um, the satellite location is in a strip shopping center so there's nothing there but asphalt and so whenever they want to go out um, it involves getting on a bus and and going someplace um, where they can just really go out and and play or get exercise or um, you know just just enjoy the outdoors like we all would love to do. Um, 
I mentioned that every day starts in the cafeteria and they come in and they exit out of the same door. The, uh, the folks gather in the cafeteria again at the end of the day in order to leave. The door where they come in and out of is not covered. So loading onto a bus or getting even into a family member's car who's there to pick them up, if it's snowing, if it's raining, if the wind is blowing, um, whatever inclement weather is happening, they're exposed to that. And that's really challenging, again, for people with equipment, with wheelchairs and walkers and things like that. Um, So this new facility will have a very extensive covered drop-off and pickup area. So we're very excited about that. Um, It's on five and a half acres. So I'll go back a little bit as it relates to the green space. Um, So we have, there's an existing playground that we're going to make into a handicapped accessible recreation area. Um, The new building was formerly an elementary school. So that's uh, a distinction between a playground. That's not what we need. We need recreation space. So so we'll remodel that, um, but just to have a lot of outdoor space as well. And then, as I mentioned, the ability to bring everybody together. Uh, The the building that we purchased has a very large um, gymnasium. Um, which will serve both as the cafeteria and as an activity room. Um, Often, in fact, we have an annual Christmas concert, and right now we're going to St. Catherine's every year to have that Christmas concert. Right, I've been, yeah. Yeah, you've been there before for that, but now we'll be able to do it in our own facility. So um, some other things that are more benefits for the staff, which in turn... Um, will allow us to serve with more dignity is we'll have more restrooms, more changing areas. As I mentioned earlier, a lot of the clients um, need assistance in toileting and sometimes soil their clothing and and we have to do a complete change of whatever they wore that day. And um, so there'll be larger areas that, that our staff can go in and assist them in those kinds of activities as well. Um, one other thing that we'll be adding is something called a sensory room. Oh. So sometimes people with um, intellectual disabilities get triggered by loud noises or bright lights or just a lot of commotion. Uh, and we'll have a specifically identified sensory room where individuals who are bothered by that can get away from that and just get in there and relax a little bit and calm down um, along with the outdoor space. It's just going to make it a better day for everyone who who is there. Yeah. How many clients do you serve now? Yeah. So currently we have 110 um, in our our client pool. Um, Not everybody comes every day. So they have to commit to coming twice a week. Um, so our average census per day, it averages out to be about 87. Um, there's some clients that come every day, some only come two days a week, some come four days a week. just kind of depends on their family needs. The new location, we will be able to at least double that, if not go even higher wow. with the population. So, yeah, we're at 110 now. Um, we'll be able to serve at minimum 150 and depending upon the mix again and and keeping in licensure with the amount of square footage each person needs to have and that kind of stuff, we potentially could, could accommodate up to 200. And the need is out there? The need is out there. Um, because um, we are at capacity, 
we haven't done a lot of marketing. We haven't, you know, I've often told people it's our best kept secret because unless you have a loved one that you're looking for services like that, you don't know about it. And, and that's been somewhat intentional. It's going to make it more difficult to raise money for the program because people aren't as aware of it as a Catholic Charities program. Yeah. Um, but we weren't able to market it and promote it because we just can't take any more people at this point in time. Um, but once we get open, we will be marketing. And we think there's a, a huge a huge need out there, um, particularly on the senior side. Um, so many folks are caring for an aging parent or maybe an aging sibling, um, and they don't want to put them in a nursing home. Um, but yet their own lives have been impacted because they can't do the things they need to do in order to be enriched personally, um, to go to work, to be able to go to the grocery store, yeah. um, all those different kinds of things. So we think there's great capacity there on the senior side. Um, the other thing we're watching closely is uh, the state of Kansas and whether they will begin to accept more dollars from the federal government for Medicaid. Um, there are, I, I think I read once, about 6,000 people who need uh, Medicaid assistance, who have a disability of some sort, um, waiting to get that assistance. But because our state, um, with the former uh, governor, um, have decided not to accept a lot of those Medicaid dollars, um, they aren't there to flow through. Um, some of our clients have waited as long as eight years to get Medicaid wow. assistance. So if by chance our new governor and the legislature agrees to accept more Medicaid dollars, um, that could really open a pipeline of, of clients for us as well. And I'm assuming the, uh, the new building is not ready to go. No, Probably a lot it's of work not. that needs yeah. to go in. Someone asked me recently when the last time it was operated as a school, and I don't have the answer for that. I need to find that out. I'm going to guess probably in the 70s. Oh, um, it, when you walk in it, it, it very much feels like your elementary school. Um, and most recently, it was being used as the law enforcement training center. Um, two years ago, that moved onto the campus at Wichita State. And so the buildings pretty much sat vacant um, that entire time. But um, yeah, it, it needs considerable renovation. Um, the whole HVAC system needs replaced. Um, what really drew us to this location is the location. Um, so it's right at the junction of K96 and 235. Um, so currently we're lo located on the west side at 235 and Central. Um, and the majority of our clients come from the west side of Wichita. Uh, but by being right there on K96, it's going to be more easily accessible from the east side of town. Um, there's not a lot of programs like this in Wichita, and especially nothing really to speak of on the east side of town. Um, so we, we really desired and wanted to purchase this building because of the location. Um, the other is it's in a very quiet neighborhood. Uh, which is very conducive to our clients feeling the calmness and, and feeling welcomed. Um, when we purchased the building on West Central, it wasn't the busy thoroughfare that it is now. 
Uh, it's very difficult to turn in and out of the building on West Central, whereas this is, is much, much easier access. So that was the driver for uh, pursuing this property, um, even though we knew it would take a lot of renovation. So our campaign to raise funds for it is titled um, Blessing Families, Enriching Lives, a capital campaign for adult day services and Catholic charities. Um, and we were very intentional in picking that title. Um, without exception, every family member that I talk to that has a loved one at Adult Day Services, they tell me what a blessing the program is to them. Um, and so that's where the blessing families comes from because we're really serving two populations, not just the clients, but their family. And then it's not a daycare facility. It, it's a program where we're striving to enrich the lives of those who attend. And so that just really seemed like a, a good um, catchphrase or logo or, or um, definition for what we wanted the, the campaign to be. So um, $5.2 million is what we need to raise um, for the renovation and also for a fund for continual upkeep of, of that building and some of our other buildings here at Catholic Charities. Um, the last time we did a capital campaign was 2003 to 2006, and it was to raise money to build a new St. Anthony family shelter and a new harbor house. And so now that they were constructed in 2006 and 2007, and they're starting to show a little wear and tear. So uh, we've had thousands of people that we've sheltered yep. at those two programs. So uh, a hope is that uh, some of the funds that we raise can also help us um, do some deferred maintenance that we've had to do on those two buildings as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then I guess you said it is a um, client's pay, you know, to yeah. their, to their um, ability right. to go. But even you probably you're bringing on if you're doubling your population it's going to bring on more expenses more nurses and yeah, more absolutely yeah, we'll be, have to double yeah. our staff and yeah. obviously our utility costs will go up and our food costs will go up um, but the nice thing is that um, because of it being a fee-for-service program it does support itself so um, and that's again another reason why people don't hear a lot about it um, Harbor House, St. Anthony Family Shelter, Our Daily Bread, they rely on philanthropic dollars. They rely on those charitable dollars. Because Adult Day Services does charge a fee, and the going rate's about $75 a day, um, but a client is never turned away because of their inability to pay. And again, we have support dollars from the United Way, um, some other grant dollars that make up the difference. So everybody pays at least $25 a day. Um, but the gap between what they do pay and what it, it actually costs us is then made up through, through different insurance payments and different grants and things like that. So, um, so yeah. Um, we're, we're pretty excited. We need yeah. the money to renovate. We don't need the money for ongoing operations, okay. which yeah. uh, I think is an important distinction. Yeah. Um, there's sustainability in this because, because it does support itself. If adult day services didn't exist, where would some of your clients be? I, I honestly can't tell you. I, I, um, th there's no other program like it in the city. 
Um, you know, there are, are similarities, again, with a catch or a Starkey. There are some private group homes that, that care for some of these individuals that participate at adult day services because they don't have family members that can care for them. But they're probably parked in front of a TV or, you know, they're, they're not getting that interaction with others. And, and this is really, uh, it's a respect life um, a position. Um, you know, we, we should provide for the vulnerable and, and the least among us from conception until natural death. And um, so I, I, I've been blessed that I haven't had to figure out how to serve a loved one um, like those that we serve at, at ADS. But I think that's even all the more important reason for this, this program and for its continuation. Yeah. Well, you kind of said it earlier. Uh, the other programs, like Catch or, or mm-hmm. whatever, they, you know, the clients are kind of useful in some way, mm-hmm. but the, there's an amazing way that ADS emphasizes the dignity of all people, and it's not based on our, you know, capacities or this or that. It's Absolutely. just on the fact that we're God's children and beloved. So exactly, we're awesome. all children yeah. of God. That that is for sure, and um, you know, I. I so admire the parents who care for um, our program participants because they're very special people and the parents and the loved ones have been called um, to serve these these special individuals and and they all much like our tagline they all feel blessed um, they feel the love that they get in return whether um, their child or parent is nonverbal um, whether they have to provide all of the hygiene care for that, um, they just they feel like it's a blessing, um, and and they say that over and over again. So the campaign mm-hmm. has begun. Yes, it, okay. it has begun. Um, if you're familiar with a capital campaign, there's a silent phase and then there's a public phase. So we're still somewhat in the silent phase. We're doing a lot of educating. Um, so you'll see things in the Catholic Advance, and you'll read stories. We're going to run a series of testimonials about the clients that we serve. Uh, you'll start to hear and get calls from us as far as uh, seeking your financial support or just asking you to pray for the success of this campaign. Um, but we're not really going full community-wide public at this point in time. Okay. So it's just... Um, pretty much among our current donors, or maybe um, including people who are board members or um, people who are passionate about this particular ministry um, might come on board to help with the project or bring others, their, their friends on board. So just getting started, um, our goal is to raise the money by year end, um, even sooner if possible. Um, part of the funding, we hope to approach some foundations, uh, both locally here in the Wichita area, but also family foundations from other parts of the country that specifically have a heart for serving the population like we serve at Adult Day Services. Um, so we hope to do it quick so that we can get going on construction. All right. um, the preliminary discussions with some of the local contractors they think it'll take about 12 months for construction um, which if 
God's hand is in all of this, and I have already felt it time and time again. Um, we should be moving into the new program the end of 2021, um, okay. anywhere between fall and, and year end of 2021. Wonderful. Yeah, excited. All right, we'll be on the lookout for uh, yeah stories and the and anybody that, so. that hears this. Um, and if you want a tour, if you want to go experience Adult Day personally, um, give me a call here at Catholic Charities, 264-8344. And my extension is 1270. Um, I, I love going over there. Um, this campaign is an excuse for me to go. Um, they just have so much fun over there. And uh, I, I can remember back in the late 90s when I first joined Catholic Charities. And um, I knew no had no idea that a program like this existed or that there was even a need. And, uh, and there was a gentleman in the senior section. Um, and every time I went over there, it was like a new day. He, he never, he didn't remember me and, and I could go day after day after day. Um, but he always told me how pretty I looked. And so whenever I was having a bad hair day, I'd always go to adult day services. And, and I talked to this particular um, gentleman, and, and he just always told me how pretty I was. And, and that's, I mean, they, they just are the most joyful people and want to share that joy. So um, I'd love to, to show the place off to anybody who's interested in seeing it. All right. Well, thank you for all your work and for yeah. serving these members of our community and, and the ones we love. And so... Keep it up, and we wish thank you the you. best. Thanks. Uh, with the campaign and the new project. Okay. All right. Thank you.